Yes! What is up? My gosh. I am so underprepared today. Not necessarily with the things that I'm going to talk about. But, uh, I mean, as I'm talking to you, I'm plugging things in. I'm moving little things here and there and... I don't know what's going on. But I'm always excited. I'm always excited to be here with you. Thank you so much. It is the 26th of August, 2021. This show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Zaniac Joe Pellerito. And Danny Pellerito. E Z S P E Z S P. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. Give me an E. E. Give me a Z. Z. Give me a S. S. Give me a P. P. What's that spell? Espa. What's that spell? Espa. All right, listen. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast show. Yeah, that's what it is. Please welcome Mr. Eric Zane. Thank you so much. Of course, a daily show where I discuss news. Nonsense and my personal adventures. The damnedest thing just happened to me seconds ago, and it's annoying the shit out of me because just as I was getting started, it's always kind of like a frenzy here. All right, we're ready to go. Hit the button. Do it. And then something popped into my brain. Oh, my God. I got to talk about this. And then in the last 30 seconds, it is vanished. It's gone. And it's going to hit me. It's going to bug me all day and then hit me like six hours from now. God, it's annoying. Uh, welcome in, of course, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the week. Got a drug test yesterday. What? What are you talking? Yeah, yeah. It was more than that. It was pretty much a, uh, a very quick, not so thorough physical. You, uh, When you're driving limousine like I do from time to time, You have to uh, prove that you are in good health to be driving people around. It's a Department of Transportation thing. They want to make sure that people who are driving are healthy. And I guess you're supposed to get it done like every couple of years. The uh, you need a new test. But for your old pal, Eric, no, it's every year. It's like, why? One thing, one thing. 20 milligrams of citalopram daily. That is what it is. The Department of Transportation says, oh, no. No, 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 no. These crazy fucks, they they are they're lunatics, and uh, we can't have them uh, driving unchecked. We need to have them looked at by a physician to make sure that they are not batshit crazy. The last thing we need to do is see a limousine flying through a park uh, with kids bouncing off the hood uh, as as Maniac Man uh, drives through slaughtering people in a 30-foot limousine. Thus, uh, check this guy out. So I show up there. 
This is the type of place that's called like, uh, uh, I don't know, Med Plus or something like that or a, a, a Doc Med One. I don't know. And, you know, it's usually um, the lobby is all people who like work for like a union. It's always like local number whatever. And they're all in line to get a very like some type of test similar to me. Nobody wants to be there. They're slow as hell. I was in the throes of a, a of a battle when that happened. I'm in the waiting room, uh, 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 fighting with some person on Reddit. I'm just I'm like, oh, fuck you, fuck you, I hate you, fuck you. And it was it was I was so it was the it was the uh, the best waiting room of all time because I was involved in this war and the time flew by because I was fighting with this person. Finally, they call me in there. And um, as I start, I'm concerned that uh, my vision might be a problem. But my vision is only a problem when things are up close. You know, I can't read this right now, this uh, whatever this is in front of me. It's all blurry. I don't care about that. They just want to make sure you can see from a distance. All right. Take the test, but cover up one eye, all that. Do it here. Everything is thorough. Uh, pee in a cup. Make sure I don't have any drugs in my system. Uh, what else? Can you imagine being in that spot where you pee in the cup and you're like, uh-oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're like an a, uh, Olympic sprinter or something taking a pee test. And they determine, oh, my God, there's drugs in your system. You're so fired. Did you see that story where that uh, Shikari Richardson, she uh, it was really weird. I didn't even play a bit of it, but uh, she's kind of a handful. I mean, I don't care. Okay, so she got popped for uh, marijuana. She's out of the Olympics. She got a 30-day ban, and then uh, she comes back. First of all, everybody attacked her because uh, she's black and beat the shit out of her, and she owned it. She said, yeah, I was having a tough time. My mom dying or my, my mom being sick, so I, I burned. No big deal. Whatever. Out of the Olympics. Who gives a shit? Uh, but then, you see, now everybody wants her to fail, so she races again against the Jamaicans, the ones who kicked ass in the Olympics, who didn't get high, and she came in actually last place. Like, it, there, there was, it was all these people that crossed the finish line, and then, like, four or five minutes later, she crossed. She was like, old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. It was awful. Then after... The, uh, the, the hundred, they like interviewed her and she's like, oh, she's screaming and yelling like an asshole, talking to everybody like she's a stupid idiot. And then she had to, then someone pulled her aside and said, you sound like a fucking idiot. You gotta, you gotta do better. You gotta go. Uh. So then she did uh, another interview. She, she still sounded crazy. She's a crazy fucking lunatic is what she is. Now I'm convinced she's a lunatic. But anyway, I completely digress. Get all that shit done. Finally, meet with a doc. I didn't know I was meeting with an actual doctor, but he goes, all right, now I got to test this. I got I to bang on your knee, test your reflexes, test your strength. And he's like, God, you're kind of weak. You're kind of fat. You're kind of ugly. Shit, fuck you. And then uh, he's talking about the kidney donation. And he says, any problems with that? Nope, nothing like that. Nothing. I'm good. Okay, great. Off you go. Boom. Certified. So, yeah, that was kind of like my day yesterday. 
You have to uh, wear a mask when you go in there. And by the way, I was uh, I started that just before that. I was at Affordable Limousine, my moonlighting job, my side hustle, and we had a uh, we've had a long discussion because they just recently committed to advertising on this podcast. All right, and I'm gonna officially kick that off tomorrow, and then I start talking about them on the show Monday. But so they're a new sponsor. And they're also doing a billboard campaign at the same time that it's starting on the show, Monday. And they're also doing a radio campaign uh, through iHeartMedia. Like thorough two-week push for, uh, they're, they're trying to get new employees, new drivers, things like that. And I am the voice for it. So you will be able to, <laughs> so you're going to hear me on an ad saying, hey, this is Eric Zane. I got tired of getting fired by every radio station in town. So now I work at affordable limousine. So there you go. I probably won't talk too much about me. It's about them. But I am the voice of affordable limousine on iHeartRadio. How about that? Okay. Let us get going, first of all, by reminding you that this is how you consume the show. First of all, I do it live. We'll do it live right here. On the video platforms, they are, of course, Facebook Live, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Share it, like it, thank you. A Periscope video on Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Online at bluefrostit.com, please retweet it with a snarky comment. In fact, I owe them an ad. And then, of course, the almighty YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, Eric Zane Show. Bell notification, thumbs up. It is brought to you by Frank the Tank Fuss. MyPolicyShop.com. He is an insurance broker. BuyInsuranceHere.com. Listen to this. This may be the case where you live. I don't know. I'm not really following it. Um, well, no, I, I am, but I haven't really addressed it too much. But what a lot of people are talking about, especially around here, where I live, is that uh, kindergarten through sixth grade kids have to wear masks. And that, oh boy, Tuesday was the, uh, you know, they, they have those, uh, whatever, community meetings or county meetings. I have no idea. And, and. Honestly, I have not really followed this in any way, so I don't know who's in charge of uh, making this a thing. I don't know if it's in the hands of the states. I really haven't been following it. I've kind of been oversaturated with this nonsense. So I've been, eh. and plus my kids are all out of school, so I'm like, just not nearly as interested. Don't blame me for anything. Just the way it is. I don't even know who's responsible for this rule. I'm assuming in this clip that the people that are hearing this gentleman yell at them uh, are responsible, are saying, yeah, we got to do this. Uh, I don't know. The word is mandate. You've, you've heard about these. Mandate this, mandate that. And that, that's pissing a lot of people off. This guy's pissed. This guy is going to get... Uh, some serious 
uh, hillbilly sex from his hillbilly wife, and he's probably going to get sex on the side from hillbilly wife's friends because this guy is a local hero. Uh, I don't know. His name is something Dutch. Hillbilly Dutch guy shows up. This is the county that I live here, uh, or that I, that I live in here, uh, Ottawa County, Michigan. He steps up to the podium, and he is a, this is like, uh, you know, the Iron Sheik with mean Gene Okerlund. This guy is a house of fire. Check this dude out. And Dan Vanderswag. Dan, there you go. Dan Vanderswag. That's my father-in-law right there speaking on behalf of my, his grandkids. You with that diaper on your face, if he farted right now, could you smell it? That's how. Okay, that's okay. When you open with, if he, that diaper on your face, if he farted right now, could you smell it? You know, it's going to be a a, a rocky ride when Dan Vanderswag drops his keys on the thing and says, That's my grandma, my dad talking about his grandson there. If he farted, would you smell it, man? That's my father-in-law right there speaking on behalf of his grandkids. Mm. You with that diaper on your face, if he farted right now, could you smell it? That's how stupid this is. I don't know. I have COVID. We're all playing games here with people's lives, and I'm sick of it. I represent all these hardworking guys that couldn't be here today. Take off work to put up. This is like Kenny yelling at the guy who screwed him on the auto repair. Ives? And I'm sick of it. I re- represent all these hardworking guys that couldn't be here today. To take off work to put up with this BS that you guys are putting down. Oh. And there's hell coming. Oh, no. There's hell coming, and I'm not doing it to threaten anybody. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on, man. Well, hold on, Dan. Time out, buddy. When you say there's hell coming, you gotta, I mean, that you can't follow it up with, I'm not trying to threaten anybody. I mean, that, that's kind of a threat, Dan. You can't, I mean, if you could dial it back to, uh, uh, if he farted, could you smell it? I think that's one level. But then when you step down further on the gas with, there's hell coming. And then you try to reel it in with, ah, but I'm not threatening anybody. It's a little weird. You might, you might want to rethink that strategy. And there's hell coming. Because if, if something bad does happen, the investigation starts at Dan Vander Dutch's house. Okay. There's hell coming and I'm not doing it to threaten anybody. But there's a lot of good guys out there ready to do bad things soon. Okay, so now he's amping it up. All right. All right. There's hell coming. I'm not threatening anyone, but there's a lot of good guys getting ready to do bad things. Uh Uh-oh. Watch what's coming. These Okay. Fucking, if Tim McVeigh were alive today, uh, uh, probably the si- single most prolific domestic terrorist in the history of the planet. We're alive today. Had he been not put to death, he would be looking at Dan Vanderdutch saying, "Oh man, you're you're way too you're way too aggressive here. You got to be more subtle in your terror threats." Holy shit! 
these mandates, Let me back and I'm not doing it to threaten anybody. But there's a lot of good guys out there ready to do bad things soon. Okay, it's the whole idea of I'm not doing it to threaten anybody. Here's some more warnings from me. Watch what's coming. These, these mandates are against the Nuremberg Codes. The first one states voluntary. He wrote it on his arm. He's holding up his arm, reading this. He took a pen and wrote it on his arm, and he's reading this information to them. Very informed consent. Are you a Nazi? This, this, this local community said, all we want to do is talk about fixing the roads. What is it? They send my dad off to Vietnam and and fight for the country, but you're going to tell him to wear a mask? Sir, um, I appreciate the fact that... Uh, All she got in or all he got in was sir, ah, and then more yelling. I can't control myself. There's a lot of... Hold on. Mask? Hold on a second. Sir, um, I appreciate the fact that I can't control myself. Okay, that's that's a clip. I appreciate the fact that I can't control myself. I need that on a t-shirt because that's kind of my my motto. I appreciate myself. I appreciate that I can't. <laughs> I appreciate that I can't control myself. And now look, take a step back if you're in the audience. Because I know there's some of you that are getting as wound up as Dan Vanderdutch here right now. Like right now, you're going, see, I, I feel the same way. But relax. We're just, we're just enjoying this. Just know that it's all going to be okay. It's, it's all going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Just lay low. Enjoy this with me. This is fucking glorious. Dan Vanderdutch crushes this. All right, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna go home. He's gonna get some pussy. He's gonna drink some beer, maybe smoke a little pot. He's gonna go to his job the next day, and his his buddies are gonna fucking hoist him up, like you know, uh, when Bill Walsh uh, won the his first Super Bowl. You know, great reference. I don't think anybody gets it, but anyway. Um. I appreciate the fact that I can't control myself. There's a lot of other guys that control myself, that can't control themselves. Wow. Talk to me. That's why they're not here right now. Wait, I, wait, I'm confused. They can control themselves. That's why they're not here. You see, you're kind of starting to get in the weeds. You're so rowdy. Self that can't control themselves. Talk to me. That's why they're not here right now. I have nothing else to say. Wait, uh, Do what's right. Uh-oh. There's a lot of bad things coming. Uh Uh-oh, he's back to that. And then he picks up his keys. He points the mad finger and says, like, uh, uh, fucking, there's, like the magnificent uh, Don Morocco said to Tito Santana, there's a lot of bad things coming. Wow. Right. There's a lot of bad things coming. Whoa. That's all the in-person um, public comment. We do have 11 current. Okay, now here you go. Now, Dan, at this point, is walking out of the facility. It's just a still camera looking down on him. He has walked out of the shot. And uh, he then opens up the door, I guess, and leaving. And there is a throng of big-tittied, Molly Hatchet t-shirt-wearing local women with pig shit on their face and stuff like that who 
all they want to do is have sex with Dan. And listen to this roar from these toothless hillbilly women. That's all the in-person um, public comment. We do have 11 current... Zoom, um, you can actually hear the drips hitting the floor. Wow. That was impressive. I I uh, I am so happy. That was at the uh, a uh, board of commissioners meeting uh, about eight miles from where I sit right now. Oh, my God. One for the ages. I am so impressed with that because, you see, in that rant, that's that's why, trust me here, emotion is key on any rant. You must, you must really get fired up. And he crushed it. He absolutely nailed it because of that emotion. I would hate to be the son or the daughter that does something horrible, like doesn't, uh, you know, feed the horses or, or milk the cows or, and then lies about it. And then to have Dan lose his mind over, uh, not, uh, you didn't, uh, bay the hail or whatever the fuck you say. I don't even know. My joke's running out of gas here, but anyway, <laughs> congratulations to Dale Vanderdutch for that. Oh, what an onslaught. And, and I, I, I wish we could get camera shots of the awkward uh, individuals that are at the board of whatever in uh, my beautiful community right here as they witness that. If that's me, I'm like smiling the whole way. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's fucking going for it. I would be so stoked if I, okay. If I'm sitting there, just one of these elected officials, and then Dan Vanderdutch comes in, like, uh-oh. Okay, here we go. He looks pissed. Uh-oh. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, God. Stevie says, I missed the beginning. Oh, too bad. You you missed out on so much. You missed out on so much, you'll have to go back. So there you go. Ah. Uh, he was so pissed, so pissed. In case you're wondering, that happened not far from here, uh, beautiful Ottawa County. Uh, John says a guy that old, the ranter, uh, that'd be John Vanderdutch, probably still has a home phone cyber stock and call him. I would love to get him on. Uh, this kind of like just popped up in front of me before the show got started or else I would have done my due diligence and uh, tried to get Dan Vanderdutch on in the off chance that someone listening is aware of Dan Vanderdutch. What is it again? Maybe I can put some of you, one of you guys on the case and uh, while I, while I do this, go ahead and reach out to the guy. Say, Hey, Eric Zane wants to talk to you. He wants to get some specifics about what you said. And Dan Vanderswag. Dan Vanderswag. Is that what is that what you said? Dan Vanderswag. Hmm. Hmm. 
there is a Daniel Vanderswag in beautiful Holland, Michigan. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm looking at uh, uh, Daniel Vanderswag's Facebook page. And um, he has the, uh, you know, like people put that uh, ring around their picture. It'll be a picture of a baby and it says, I got vaccinated or I got my COVID vaccine. His says, I stand for medical freedom. (laughs) Stop the mandate. And then he's got another one that says, I can't stay home. I'm an essential worker. So he is, he's fucking going for it. All right. Let me, uh, let me message old Dan. Hey, Dan. I, all caps, loved the rant. Holy shit. Will you join me on my podcast to discuss how you brought the heat. I'm just assuming that's him. If it's not, now I've got yeah, I've got a couple of indicators that it is. But if it's not, he's gonna be like, what the hell is this? Who is this asshole? Well, if that's the case, then there's another uh uh, uh Dan Vanderswag. Wait a minute. Uh oh. It says D-A-N-I-E-L. Is that Daniel or Danielle? I think I might have sent this to a chick. Is that I think is D-A-N-I-E-L, that's Daniel, right? If this isn't isn't <laughs> Dan, sorry to bother. <laughs> I wonder if I just sent this to some lady named Danielle. Okay. No, I think I'm good. D-A-N-I-E-L is a guy. D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E is a lady. I'm dumb. I can't believe out of all of that, what I'm confused about is that portion of this discussion. But, you know, forget the fact, it's the whole deal about pointing the finger and threatening. I, I want to know if any uh, anybody actually cornered old Dan Vanderdutch and said, hey, buddy, uh, yeah, we got to talk about that uh, because now you're kind of like, you, you've drawn a, a bit of attention to yourself that you probably don't want. I am guessing... He might be wanting to, uh, wishing he could have gone back and been a little bit more vague than uh, good people are about to do bad things and uh, bad things are coming. Uh, I don't mean to uh, uh, threaten you, but uh, uh, bad things are coming or whatever the fuck he said. Chris says there's a blonde chick in Holland named Danny Vanderswag. Yeah, I see that one too. I see her. Kind of a babe. But no, I did not send it along to that nice lady. I sent it to there's also a Dan uh a Daniel Vanderswag in Hudson in uh Houston, Montana, and a Dan, very unfortunate name, Vandergag 
in, in, in Brantford, Ontario. Yeah, old Vandergag, you can't keep anything down. Boy, that was that and that um okay, now that rant from old Dan was retweeted by I don't know who this is, Aaron Rupar, R U P A R, who has six hundred and ninety three followers. Uh so it just I guess I don't know who the fuck it is, but I think he writes for some publication. And there's a there's a lot of um and then how about this? Some pretty funny shit. I see uh, a Confederate flag. Now nah, I'm not going to get into that. That's going to piss people off. I already do a good enough job pissing people off. I don't want anybody threatening me like fucking Dan. So I just wanted to get to that. He is pissed. Podcasting with Ben on Friday. The one and only Ben Glaze will be joining me for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Last week when I launched it, I did not include some of you that I normally include for the Zoom because I invite you in via Zoom. I swear to God, that was not intentional. That only happens because I have never, ever in almost a year of doing this, taken the time to list everyone's name who wants to join me on the Zoom. I just kind of rattle them off off the top of my head. So if you ever get forgotten, just know that's what happened. I'm an idiot. So Ben and I will be doing the show. We have a lot to talk about. Ben is becoming the hand of the queen in the highly competitive world of donut making. He, okay. What Ben lacks in drive and, uh, and, and, uh, stick to itiveness his better half, Miss USA, has more than made up for it. She has started her own company with, I believe, her sister. And I want you to go to this place. Because you might be uh, waited on by Ben himself, who has turned into kind of like uh, her bitch in the donut world. Ben will be uh, slogging his uh, through the job, making donuts all weekend long uh, because she said, if you want this vagina, you need to make the donuts. So it's called Dizzy Donuts, and it's in Byron Center, Michigan. Okay? Maybe Freebeer can show up there with uh, his 16 kids. And buy donuts for all of the group. Freebeer lives right there in Byron Center. Freebeer can go to Dizzy Donuts and, uh, you know, he's got a uh, transit bus to get all the family there. And uh, go in there and spend seven or $800 on the donuts. And uh, everybody's happy. He gets to see Ben, his old intern. It'd be awesome. So, again, Dizzy Donuts. Ben is, okay, this is perfect for Ben because, you know, where the missus has been like, hey, sure would like to get married. 
And Ben's like, oh, no, no, I'm scared because I'm broke. She's like, well, fuck this. We're going to go make some money as Donut Queen of West Michigan. And then you're going to marry me. Oh, okay. Uh, ben is here in the room. Thank you. He says he's going to glaze the donuts himself. Sarah Rukruk Roosh says, I mean, I'm a fatty, but we have great donuts in Allendale. Uh, it's a place called Sprinkles. Yeah, but that's one of those fucking MAGA donut shops. Fucking lunatics in Allendale. Bullshit. Take a road trip to see Ben. Sam says, Ben, want to go do shots? I don't know what's going on there. Sam, how is your lovely better half? How is Leah? Did I say it right? Is it Leah or Leah? I still forget. It's Leah. How's the baby? All right. I'm totally kidding, Sarah. I know it's not a stupid MAGA donut shop. That's, that's fucking terrible to say. Ben glaze. Some prefer protein glaze over sugar glazing. Can we can we let up with the jizzing on donuts jokes? We get it. Ben glaze glaze the donuts. Uh, uh, semen on the donuts at Dizzy Donuts. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'll dive in full on with you. Uh, ben will will shoot his semen onto the donuts for you. So there you go. Ben and Eric Patreon podcast on Friday, Friday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Phil and Mitch from the band Waylon coming up tomorrow at 9 a.m. right here. They'll be joining me live on the uh, video portion, the video live stream. And then you'll be able to hear the audio after. I uh, haven't talked to the boys in some time. Well, I mean, I've talked to them, but I haven't had them on in some time. They have an event coming up in uh, beautiful Wayland, Michigan on September 11th. Uh, it, I guess it's okay to do things on September 11th now. I mean, right, it's 20 years ago. It's a perfect opportunity. I imagine they would uh, say something sweet about those lost uh, at the uh, during the attacks. Stupid-ass Ben uh, posted this when it was announced that comedian Jim Norton would be doing a uh, September 11th show. Ben tweeted it out and wrote, never forget, dot, 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 that Jim Norton is appearing at so-and-so place. Come on. What are you doing? All right. So uh, Waylon, Mitch, and Phil will be on coming up tomorrow. By the way, Sarah celebrates a birthday on September 11th. Oh, my God. What was that like on the actual day 20 years ago, almost to the day when that happened? We're, like, sitting there like, oh, hey, let's cut the cake. Oh, no. Holy shit. My God. All right. So I mentioned that uh, yesterday I was in a, uh, uh, a war with some troll 
on uh, and it, it it got out of hand because I was just fucking pissed off. It was uh, one of the people on my old show's Reddit, and uh, oh, this this actually got to a war. I, I haven't been this pissed off in a long time, and I was so hell bent on not going back and forth with this piece of shit. But I ended up doing exactly that. So shame on me going back and forth with this fucking guy. And I was like, I was, uh, I was like that guy. I was like Dan, uh, D- Daniel Vander Dutch there. Just furious. I spent a good portion of my day yesterday going back and forth with this fucking asshole. I was so pissed off. Glad it's over, but it felt good. And the thing about it is I went back and read it after I calmed down. I read it on the thread. I was like, I, fuck it. Normally, like, I feel guilty or I feel bad that I that I lost my cool. I didn't feel any any bit guilty about this. I fucking hated that guy. I actually challenged him to a fight, and then he um he posted the my house number on this public forum, and um didn't put the street or the city. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, everybody knows where I fucking live, but his idea. Uh, th- this is the level of uh, that he was playing at. He decided to post half of my address. We have a new dog in the Eric Zane Show podcast family. Not in this house, but I imagine I will have some grandpa duties. First, we had Jim, Aubrey, and the kids got their uh, puppy dog, Lola. Which is we've just we've just uh, we determined it is part min pin something like that. She's a I don't know what the fuck she is. She looks like a really small Rottweiler. Adorable dog, loves the sploot. Does your dog sploot? Sticks its back legs out like chicken legs. Hilarious. And now, Princess of the Forest, Jacqueline and Justin have brought Cece into the mix. Okay. Cece's owner uh, could not handle Cece fighting with another dog that she had. Turns out that Cece had a litter of puppies and then for some reason started fighting with one of her puppies after it grew up. Cece's like three or four. Cece is a beautiful French bulldog. Ah. If I was smart, I'd have a picture here for you, but I don't. Um, this lady, in a horrible bit of overpaying, I, I cannot believe she paid this much for this dog. She paid $8,000 for this dog. $8,000 when she first got this dog. Uh, she bred Cece. And uh, she had a couple of litters, like I indicated she had the one. So she's got like, uh, you can tell she's been, well, a lot of times when a female dog has has pups, uh, they, they get kind of like a uh, little, little nipply. Cece has that. That's the only way you can tell she ever had puppies. And oh my God, is this dog perfect? She couldn't, uh, so because the dog was fighting, she listed that she wanted, that she needed to rehome Cece. So I felt kind of bad for Cece and I felt bad for the lady. And the lady lives like an hour and a half away from here. And uh, $600 for this dog, $600, which is what you pay a lot of times when you adopt a dog from a shelter, like maybe two, 300 bucks adoption fee, something like that. So that's like nothing. 
um, Jackie and Justin go and get uh, Cece. And uh, I was waiting with Diana at the house when Cece shows up. Oh, my God. Is she perfect? Absolutely awesome. I'm so stoked about this dog. I said to Jack, I go, you know, you live kind of like in the ghetto here, and these fucking crackheads that live here are going to try to steal the dog, so make sure you carry your pistol and uh, and make sure you keep an eye on the dog. If anybody comes near you, I don't want it to be like, uh, who was the who was the uh, a chick that uh, got her dog stolen? Madonna? She got like a, remember it was, the guy was walking the dogs, and a dude came up, and they like shot him 50 times. They stole the dogs. Madonna. Was it Madonna? Lizzie Hale. Was it Lizzie Hale? The chick from Hailstorm? Who the fuck was it? Shakira. Rihanna. It was Rihanna. It was Rihanna. Rihanna's dogs. Got stolen. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Rihanna. Was it Britney Spears? Oh, my God. Right there. Lady Gaga. Shakira. What an asshole. Kate says, yeah, just go ahead and keep shouting out names. What did Kent do? Kent says, Ben Glaze should get married on September 11th. That way he would never forget his anniversary. Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, All right. There you go. Oh, by the way, it's great reading. If you want to go ahead and um, check out the Freeburn Outwing Show subreddit, you will see the exchange between me and that piece of shit that was, that I was arguing with. In the back of my mind, I was like, oh, God, I hope the cavalry gets here soon because I'm really outnumbered here with these fucking keyboard warriors. And my point was in the whole thing, all right, you fucking pussy, say this shit to my fucking face. Hang on. <coughs> oh, God, COVID. Nah, kidding. I can say this shit to my fucking face. If you're going to be such a tough guy, fucking join me. I mean, say whatever you want to my face. I would love that. And, uh, I mean, I'm really at a disadvantage here. Everybody knows who I am, but nobody knows who uh, who any of you fucking assholes are. So, And that goes for any one of you motherfuckers. If any one of you want to say anything to my fucking face, uh, go ahead and be as brave as you want and let me know, and I will include you in the fucking podcast. I'll put your face right on there, and you can say whatever the hell you want it is if, uh, that you want to say if you're uh, so fucking brave. Not one of them took me up on that offer. I even said that goes for all of you motherfuckers. Hear me, says Zane has too much time on his hands to be waging war on Reddit. No, that's a thing, you fuck. I do not. I do not have the time to be on Reddit. I am too fucking busy trying to earn a living. So that's that's another thing that was annoying about that whole fucking thing. Hang on. Booger. Meanwhile, here at the ranch, and uh, by the way, we'll be killing it with Kyle coming up in just a minute. That's his own name. It's corny as hell. I don't want it on. Not Kyle 
like uh, meet at Meyer and see his fat fucking face, Kyle. But uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers. The word is Kyle, excuse me, can no longer talk about smoking pot. Uh, marching orders from Mrs. Kyle. So, banned. We cannot talk. Uh, as far as you all know, he has never, ever smoked pot in his life. The missus gave the marching order, so fuck it. I don't want to piss her off. I pissed enough people off. I noticed that uh, our our beloved O'Neal is having a little bit of problem. I think he got into something that his skin doesn't like. It's about this time of the year that uh, there's something that's in the air or on the ground. I don't know if it's something, uh, ragweed, whatever. It uh, He's having a little bit of an allergic reaction. He's been, like, chewing his paws, like, biting them. Like, I can't fucking take it anymore. And scratching like crazy, and you don't want this because, and then he's scratching his body and is rubbing his face on the carpet. If the animal does this too long, the animal's going to break the skin. And then you're starting to get into a little bit more of an issue here. Then we're talking about an infection. I mean, if you're a dog that eats shit on a regular basis, the last thing you want is the dog to break his skin and then lick the wound. Okay. The next thing you know, all the dog's limbs are getting amputated. You don't want that. Thank God at my house, because of weekly vet visits, when you have six animals in the house, that's a regular thing. Uh, I have a, um, basically a vet pharmacy downstairs with so much medicine and I, excuse me, know what every single one of them do. So, uh, I just put them on a regiment of, uh, some, uh, medicine to, uh, take the edge off. Should be okay. But man, he is freaking out. Let's get into the dumb fuck. From the Nirvana album cover. Ugh. This fucking idiot. This wouldn't be so bad if there was a long, rich history of this asshole, Spencer Eldon, loving the fact that he is on arguably the most iconic cover album cover uh, for any bit of popular music that has ever happened. I can't think of anything more iconic than the album cover and you can all picture it in your brain. I don't even need to screen share it. It's, it's fucking amazing. This little kid and it's so, it's so hot too. Okay. It is really a turn on for people like Ben Glaze to have this little baby. And by the way, cute kid, really cute kid. And uh, you can see his little pecker uh, in the uh, in the album cover. Uh, and he's he's almost got a smile on his face. Okay, Nirvana, never mind. It is a pristine bit of artwork, and the fact that they have uh, put the dollar bill on the hook 
what this is. It could be saying you're chasing the dollar bill from the time you are born. That's pretty cool. That's what I read it as. Some people have said it's it's uh, pornography. You're it's it's porn. If you're you're kind of like chasing pornography is uh, uh, chasing the dollar. Well, it's like yeah, I, I guess so. Of course that would be. But I I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as from birth uh, on. You're chasing money, and I I think that's pretty apropos. Um, I don't know what it has to do with the uh, song list, but it doesn't matter. I remember being 21, 22 years old at the world-famous Z93, the mobile home of rock and roll, and Mike Ferris walking in and saying, hey, I want you to play this song uh, coming up at uh, with on Smash It or Trash It or whatever the fuck it is. That's when you like play a song. Oh, hey, that's on Z93, the mobile home of rock and roll. And, uh, <laughs> that's right, as Eric Zane here. The, the, the poor boy at night. That's why I used to call myself the poor boy at night, which means fucking nothing. It's just a, 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 a trying to package what everybody else does on the station as a show when it's not. It's just playing music and saying, ah, hey, uh, poor boy at night, smash it or trash it. I'm going to play a song and then you get hot on the phones and call me 255 Rock 255 Rule. Let me know, man. She was smashing and trashing. Yesterday it was Ugly Kid Joe. Everything about you. And, hey, man, we smashed that one. That'll be back again. And then, uh, Nirvana, you call me. Let me know if we're going to smash it or trash it. And then, like, if the song sucks, oh, man, that's Wigger uh, with whatever fucking song. And you said trash it. So here we go. And you hit him here, a button. And then there's like all the sound effects of Kablamo, smash. Oh, hey, hey. So stupid. So Nirvana, when I played Smells Like Teen Spirit, I didn't know what to think. Like I'd never heard anything like this in my entire life. It's really a type of like aggressive punk sound, I guess. But it, it wasn't metal, but it wasn't punk, but it wasn't hairband, but it wasn't hard rock. It was nirvana it was its own thing instantly instantly creating a pop culture genre okay the door kicked open that album is officially the transition of motley crew warrant uh those ba- all these bands i've talked about hair bands ugly kid joe white snake all those fucking shitty hair bands that was the transition from hair band and hair bands died the moment this kid was born. When this little fucker was born and they put him on an album cover and then uh, everybody listened and loved that music, single-handedly wiped out an entire uh, generation of rock. Everybody at that point hated hair bands. That opened the door for all those Seattle bands and everything. It was an incredible time. Handful of years later, Cobain's dead. Okay. The dude who's on that album cover is Spencer Eldon, as I indicated. Actually, I am going to share this just so you know. Just so you know what's up here. Um, Okay, this is not the correct one. Give me a second. Sorry, I'm struggling. Stop screen sharing. 
this is the correct album cover. No. This is the correct one. Okay. So what's interesting about this is um, this dude, Spencer Eldon, is suing Nirvana, the Cobain Estate, and anyone else for millions of dollars. The photographer named Kirk uh, Weddle, the labels behind the album, David Geffen Records, Warner Records, MCA Records, Universal Music Group. Uh, the surviving members of the band, uh, Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl. Uh, Kurt Cobain's estate. I mean, we're talking everyone, probably you, if you purchase, if you purchase this. You know, I guess if you have a copy of Nirvana's Nevermind in your possession, to the letter of the law, you have child pornography. I don't know. Maybe there's some gray area in there because it's a, uh, it's in the, uh, I guess that's described as the zeitgeist or the culture. But whatever, if you want to get down to it, that, then I guess we're all uh, peddling pornography. Spencer is alleging commercial child exploitation arguing that he suffered lifelong damages, permanent emotional distress, loss of income, and psychological harm since the album has become one of the most recognized album covers of all time. Spencer's true identity and legal name are forever tied to the commercial sexual exploitation he experienced as a minor, a lawyer speak, which has been distributed and sold worldwide from the time he was a baby to the present day. The lawsuit says Eldon and his parents never signed a release authorizing that use, and they're demanding compensation. Now, He says, I've been thinking, what if I wasn't okay with my freaking penis being shown to everybody? I didn't really have a choice, he told GQ Australia. But, but, Spencer Eldon, over the years, has basked in this fame. Unbelievably. On every anniversary of the album, Spencer Eldon does a reenactment of it, of him himself Reenacting the album cover. Take a look. These are when he is a younger boy, Spencer Eldon, doing that album cover. Oh, that's cool. I remember seeing that a number of years ago, decades ago. I was like, oh, look at that. That's the Nirvana kid. Oh, fucking cool. I'm glad he's got shorts on this time. And then here he is now. He's becoming a man. He does it again. The same thing. How cool is that? And then as recently as uh, just a couple of years ago, here he is again, full-grown man. And you know what that is here? That's a tattoo on his chest that says, never mind. The name of the fucking album. Oh, the nerve of this guy. In fact, from this article that I'm looking at with all of these photographs on it, He, uh, th- this, uh, this article is actually a few years old. It's actually from 2016. So, uh, this is before he had decided that he wanted to do a cash grab. He is an artist in LA and I guess pretty talented. And, um, when interviewed about this album cover five years ago, these are his words. Uh, the photographer wanted to put him in the pool. To do a reenactment. Let's do it naked. Spencer said. 
But the photographer thought that it would be weird, so I wore my swim shorts, Eldon tells the New York Post. Last year, he told The Guardian, sooner, sooner or later, I want to create a print of a real deal reenactment shot, completely naked. So here, a handful of years ago, he's talking about, oh, yeah, man, I want to show everybody my cock. And now this is one of the most blatant money grabs that has ever existed. And I think he actually legally does have grounds because I was watching on some show, there is a lawyer who says everything he said and everything that he's done in the past doesn't matter. It doesn't, to the letter of the law, he actually is correct. So I think he does actually have a case, but this is such a blatant uh, reading between the lines cash grab that I, I almost wish that the judge says, yeah, I know the law says you're entitled to this, but fuck you because you've made such a big deal about being in the pool and doing it over and over again and, and capitalizing on it to get your name out there. So go fuck yourself. Eldon says, or said in 2011, I always say my penis has changed. Don't you want to see it? So he's trying to, 10 years ago, show you his dick. Eldon told the Post, it's cool but weird to be part of something so important that I don't even remember. Since the last recreation, he got Nevermind tattooed on his chest to help him remember. Every five years or so, somebody's going to call me up and ask me about Nevermind, and I'm going to, and I'm probably going to get some money from it. He told Rolling Stone in 2003. See you in a few years. Signed, Spence. So he's obviously making a joke. Oh my God, this is embarrassing. Spencer Eldon. I think you might, at the end of the show, possibly earn an award. So, my God. Uh, N says, no, he doesn't. His parents granted permission at the time, so he has diddly squat. Well, you know what they say, man. You got to get it in writing. And if no one can produce anything in writing, if that is true. Um, From what I saw, uh, this guy could... um, could actually um, get something over this. but And he's also saying that it's, uh, oh, he's making a big deal about it being child pornography. And, and again, I guess to the, uh, it is, I mean, it's a, it's a child's dick. And uh, I mean, a very young child's dick. The last, last I knew, you can't go around showing uh, 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 the genitals of children here in the U.S. or anywhere, I guess. I don't know. Uh, in in works of art. I think that's a big deal. You ever hear about people who uh, take a picture of their kid and it's below the waist and they're like, oh my God, and they like post it and then the next thing you know, there's like uh, people are kicking in the door, uh, taking them away. Maybe not like that, but you know, you get what I mean. If you if you accidentally do that, you can get in fucking a shit ton of trouble uh, for uh, uh, propagating that and putting it, uh, distributing images like that. So, ah, boy, I'm I'm anxious to see how this goes. Uh, Chastity says, Zane, read above. The parents accepted money for photos. Boy, I, I hadn't heard that, so maybe that is the case. Uh, Zane, read this. If the parents accepted money for the child uh, porn, why are they not being sued? I think I need to take a look at this. I don't know if I can right now. I'd have to, uh... Yeah, I can't, I can't click on it. I wish I could. I'll have to go back to it. 
Uh, all right, enough about that. Uh, I am going to bring, well, actually, not enough about that. Uh, I, I want to ask uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers about the kid from the Nirvana album cover. And uh, hopefully he's up to speed on the story. If not, we'll just move on to something else. But he's going to join us for his segment that he has aptly named. I think he called it Killing It With Kyle or something like that. We're going to talk with Kyle. He was a big hit the last time we had him on. I love talking about him again. We haven't given marching orders. We are going to keep it on the straight and narrow. We are not going to talk about any extracurricular activity. We are only going to talk about things going on in the world that Kyle wants to talk about. All of the things that you dummies want him to talk about, uh, about a particular activity, it will not happen because we have both been warned and we are going to adhere to those rules because the last thing we want to do is piss off Mama Bear. Okay? So, we had message received, young lady. No problem. But before that, the business that Kyle is uh, uh, no doubt using to launder money, I'm totally kidding, <laughs> is uh, Dumpster Divers, the world-famous Dumpster Divers. Call or text if you need a dumpster. 616-375-9962. Call or text Kyle or not Black Emilio. If you want to throw away your garbage that's been piling up, that is a cathartic, therapeutic maneuver. Just throw it away. It sat there for years. Get it out of your house. Also, junk removal services, they reuse, recycle, and repurpose. So basically, uh, they'll get rid of the junk for you. By the way, they go ahead and dive through the dumpsters, and if anything is reusable, they do that. They actually uh, get it out of there. Hey, this has a purpose. So they're like really eco-minded. How about that? Uh, or as I said, rent the dumpster, demo and deconstruction. They have the experience and tools to get the job done flawlessly. It says right at dumpsterdiversllc.com. For that, you just call or text for a free no-obligation quote. They'll come out, take some measurements, and submit a bid. After that, once you approve, they'll schedule it. They begin as uh, soon as you want, and then they'll finish it up and haul away the garbage and leave the site clean. Love these guys at Dumpster Divers, online at dumpsterdiversllc.com. They are bringing you the open and the live stream of this. While I'm at it, Blue Frost IT, okay? Project work, managed work, maybe a quick fix for a piece of equipment in your home. Some of you still working from home during the pandemic. You might need help, and what are you going to do? Unhook all your stuff and take it to the stupid idiots at Best Buy? No. First of all, it's going to take way too long. And, uh, my God, it's going to be more expensive than you need it to be. Call upon Blue Frost IT for all these things. And I'm going to fo uh, focus on the managed, wor managed work uh, right now. I can't even talk. Call them 616-285-50. So what that means by managed IT service provider. For this show in particular, this is a, a small business. All right. And I've got tech here that helps me. That makes me do what I do. Has me so that I can do what I do. If it goes south, I don't have a podcast. Okay, but if it goes south, uh, I have a quick fix, and that is call Kyle because he's my managed IT service provider. And I say, buddy, this is I'm getting this message in this uh, spinning ring of death and an hourglass. What do I do? Let me get into your computer. He logs in remotely, 
fixes it, boom, I'm in business. I pay for that once a month fee. That's how I do it. That's how it is with small and medium-sized businesses in and around West Michigan. Okay? You want more info, reach out 616-285-50. Finally, before we start killing it with Kyle, mypolicyshop.com, Frank the Tank Fuss. If you, well, you all have insurance to some degree, whether it be auto insurance, life insurance, health insurance, dental insurance, uh, whatever. Frank the Tank has everything you need. He is a licensed insurance broker, an agent, if you will. Uh, this isn't anything that I'm asking you to spend money on. I'm just asking you to reach out to him because if you, doesn't matter how you get your insurance, uh, if you are uh, year-to-year re-enrolling, maybe buying it on the marketplace, you get it from your employer, perhaps Medicare, okay? You need an expert to help you navigate that. Don't do it on your own. Have this insurance nerd do it for you, and it's free, okay? He doesn't make his money from you. He makes it from the insurance companies. So this is what I want you to do. Go to his website, buy, B-U-Y, buyinsurancehere.com. If it was B-I, it'd be something entirely different. Buyinsurancehere.com. Fill out the form. Frank sees it. And then after you guys sniff butts, you're in business. Buyinsurancehere.com. Let's bring in the new star in the podcasting world. The ultra handsome. The ultra clean. Efficient. Ladies and gentlemen, we are killing it with Kyle. Kyle, welcome back. Hey, Zane, are you are you live over there? Yes, sir, I am. I'm pre-recorded. What do you mean? No, I'm what? Just, what? <laughs> I, it just it didn't make any sense. I just felt like saying it. Wouldn't it be cool though? It's like a mixture of you're live and I pre-recorded it and it lined up perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be real cool. It'd be real cool. How I wouldn't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> so For hey, sure. I got. Yeah, Boom, let's, baby. Let's, okay, I said it wrong. Let's kill it with Kyle. Let's kill with Kyle, dude. I need some music. I need some theme music. I'll come up with it later. Whatever, no big deal. Sure, sure. Yeah, we'll figure it out on the fly. So I, I, I don't want to get into the intricacies of how you and I got into some hot water, but I just, I, I, I just wanted mom to know that uh, everything's good. We are playing by the rules. It is her yep. game. Yeah, it's her game, her field, her ball, whatever she says. I, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm super cool. I'm super chill with that. I'm chill with everything. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm actually pissed off this morning. I went to Panera, and they're out, they're out of the light roast. I'm, I, here's the thing: light roast is the way to go if you want caffeine content in your brain. I don't want a no dark roast Colombian. Right. There's no, uh, no caffeine in there. A lot of people think that the darker and the more bold the flavor, the more caffeine. But that's not true at all. It's not true. It's the reverse of that. It's an inverse yes. coefficient. <laughs> if if you say so, a, I brought in a high school math term on that. Yeah, one. My, my I don't think I don't think that the roasting of the beans has to do with inverse coefficient. But if you say it so, it, it sounds good. It's were all about you a, times. <laughs> were you a uh, Were you a good student growing up? So here's the thing, Eric Zane. You wouldn't guess this based <laughs> off of how I sound like an idiot twenty four seven. Ah, come but, on. I graduated like I think it was like number three in my class or something like that. Really? Um, yeah, I used to be I used to be like way into like being you know book smart and stuff. Then I found out about being 
you know, critical thinker and being street smart. And I'm like, it's way better to do this. Was there like a day? Was it almost like a light switch where one day you were like one Kyle and the next day you're the next Kyle? Or was it a gradual process? It was, it was gradual. It was over years. It was like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, here's, here's a, and I think I, everyone knows what I'm talking about, but I'll, I'll just say it in like little stages. Now that I'm, when I was in college, you know, like I lived my life or whatever, but like now that I'm older, I hate college kids. You know what I mean? Like, just like when I see them do stuff, I'm like, what an idiot, dude. But then I also have to be like, wait a minute now, Kyle, you were also once a college student doing the exact same things. So I think it's gradual in like those little stages, you know what I mean? Where like you enter like the next stage of your life and you're like embarrassed that you had the previous stage of your life. Sure, sure. Well, as you can see the caption right there, I, <laughs> if you hear Kyle laughing like that, that's because uh, a, a, a caption for those of you on the audio podcast has caught his eye. Kyle from Dumpster Divers, critical thinking guru, joins I'm a, I'm a CTG. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, you're the CTG. Okay, um, so Kyle, I was just finishing up a conversation about the guy from the Nirvana album cover. Have you been hearing about this story at all? Uh, here's the thing. Yes. Uh, I certainly have as I, I don't I don't know if it's just like the algorithms of Facebook that bring me stuff that you're talking about all the time, but I've been I've been reading up on it. Um, okay. So he's about your age. You're about 30, right? I am thir- 32. Yeah, okay. 32. <laughs> so when you were when you were uh when you were a real little kid, this album comes out Nirvana, uh, never mind, and the and the nude kid on the album cover and the guy seems to relish in it his whole life and then all of a sudden he said, "Oh my god, no, I this is terrible. I, I, I'm so affected and so ruined by this. And nobody's buying this story. But he might have a case from what I was hearing some legal experts say. Uh, but I still have to read up on a couple of things. But uh, it's kind of like uh, bits of information are are trickling in. What do you think about this guy, Kyle? I think, I mean, listen, dude. This guy, he, okay, he, how old is he in his 30s, too? Is he 30? He's 30, exactly. Yeah, so this dude, for like, probably since he was 14 has just been going after the ladies with that story. Oh yeah. I was on the Nirvana album cover. You know what I mean? Like in, oh, if yeah. he went to college, I don't know if he went to college, but he, that, that was his, that was his call to fame, dude. So I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can run that card for probably a, a good deal of your life and then be like, wait a minute now, dude, the card's not working no more. So I'm going to pull it and put it in a yeah. different one. dude. He, uh, he actually indicated in one interview I read that, he um he hooks up he has hooked up with girls who think he's rich and then he says and it gets rough because i get attached and then they dump me because because i don't have any money so yeah but well he still hooked up with them had a good time with that i'm sure but yeah yeah man the whole thing it's america man you can like you said like this story is probably bs but he has a case i mean it's america everybody has a case for anything as long as you can you know, swallow your soul and self-pity and just, you know, play the, yeah. play the game. Now, you see, because anybody that he's suing, they run the risk of like, all right, we're going to challenge you on this. And then you have a expense to defend it. And then you could have an expense if he wins. Or the question at some point will be asked, what is it going to cost to get you to go away? Right. Now, every single entity in this arrangement has money. All these record companies, the... uh uh, Cobain Estate, Novoselic, and Grohl are all tremendously wealthy people. So I don't know. I mean, twenty-five grand a pop 
He gets a couple hundred out of it and then he's done. All right. But if he's going to go or maybe he's going to say, no way, I'm, I'm not going to settle. And then we just hope that he loses. But I don't know if he will. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you say something about I was uh, I just we had picked up uh, one of our, our other truck earlier this morning from the mechanics. So I was cruising back here as fast as I possibly could so I can get back here. But I was listening. He said, didn't you say something about his um piano? Not his. I almost said his piano. His parents, uh, <laughs> yeah, his piano had something to do with it. No, but you said his parents, like, yeah, they took money for it, right? Like, and well, you, you were saying something like they should be held accountable. Chastity uh, revealed that um, there was an article, but I haven't been able to look at it yet. So once once I'm once I get a minute, I'll be able to check it out. But that that yeah. might be that might be the case. We'll see. We'll see. They, I mean, they had to, they had to get money. I mean, nobody's just like throwing their kid in a pool and just taking a picture for free. Well, you know, and then the other thing is, um, you know, if you have a copy of this album, you are in possession to the letter of the law of child pornography. You ha- you're a child pornography. You, you you actually have it in your possession, and I, that that never really occurred to me at the time. But I mean, nowadays, if you put a picture of your kid in the bathtub and you can see his little pecker. There's, you could get in some serious trouble for that. Isn't that nuts, dude? I know, especially now that, I mean, with everything going on with uh, good old Joey Biden, uh, you know, and all the rumors, but whatever, whatever say, if uh, <laughs> child porn, if that's child porn and everybody who has that album and, and Harris takes over, we're all done, guys. <laughs> we're all going to prison, dude. I, wait, are you, wait. I'm I'm confused because you're suggesting something about Biden and kids. Is that is that right? Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen the videos. We've all seen the sniffing <laughs> those kids. He sniffed those kids. But no, I'm talking about uh, you know all the whoever these political people are. I don't know. I don't pay I don't pay much attention because I got better things to do with my time. Sure, but sure. All the political people that are like, oh, Biden's he's mentally unfit. Like, get him out of there. Like the you know the the Afghanistan thing was proof. Like. You know, and then you got like the people out there, you know, they're going like, oh, yeah, this was the plan all along so they can get rid of them and Harris can take up whatever. whatever this you might, that, Your words might right now might be the most haphazard uh, uh, quagmire of political garbage I have ever heard a human being speak at any one time in my entire life. I just want you to know that right now. I haphazard. <laughs> what was the second word? Haphazard. Uh, uh, I, I don't even remember what I said. All I know is it kind of quagmire. Cool. Yeah. What does yeah, that mean? Quagmire. What's, what's a haphazard quagmire? I'm gonna, I need to Google it. A sloppy mess is what it is. All right. Yeah, that's just okay. how I talk. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I got you on here and I know you've got a couple things that you want to address. Last time you were here, one of the big things you focused on was you are anti zipper merge. Okay, anti-zipper merge and uh that's okay so i uh, you you spoke your piece about that and we talked about uh, some other things too but uh, uh what's on your mind today kyle um so here's the thing last night i uh made a video trying to promote people to watch the show today right now um and i said that i was going to talk on here today about a case study i did on the zipper merge um, and I did it last night because I was pissed off. So here, here's what happened. I'll give you. I'll get. I'll set the scene for you. It was sure. yesterday. It was 150 degrees outside. Um, the sky. It, there was clouds cascading across the sky. You know, yep. whatever. Um, yeah. So I'm cruising home. I mean, traffic was backed up to. I think it started at 28th on that on this particular. Whatever. People are backed up. 
Yep. I'm seeing the I'm seeing the people cruise down in the left lane, and I'm just like, you know, whatever, whatever. But it was hot all day. I cut my finger yesterday. It was pretty deep, so I was just pissed. Yeah, cranky, um, cranky, and fussy. Yeah, yeah. That that, that would describe me circa five o'clock yesterday. Gotcha. Um, so I'm cruising, and I said, you know what? Just not gonna, just not gonna have it today. So got over into the left halfway like into the left lane to block yeah. people right yeah i was just i was like i'm blocking them dude because case studies are necessary to understand the actual effects of things <laughs> okay so, so your case hold on so your case study is break the law at this point right yeah okay gotcha all right yeah. very good and i'm cool with it you know what i mean i've gone <laughs> through red lights whatever um here's the thing so i blocked it then some other people go too bad, Kyle. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna nearly run into the median while getting around you, even though you're occupying that lane, right? Yes. Yeah. We had a few. We had a few of those. Let's come up with what, what, what's a word? Miscreants. They were miscreants. Okay. Sure. Um, getting around, so they went around me, and we're backed up. I mean, we're going like one mile an hour, right? Yeah. But then finally, I started honking at people and yelling at them out of my window, so the people oh. stopped going around me. And then you know what this miraculous you know what this miraculous thing happened, Eric? Uh-huh. Tell me, please. The traffic started going, Doug. After after we weren't trying, people weren't going up or zip emerging anymore, and I blocked them. Guess what? Traffic just started going, Doug. Well, so zip emerge don't work. Block. All right. Does. So <laughs> let me let me get this straight. You block all those people, and now the flow there there's no one uh, stopping the train in the lane. So, uh, it's moving, but you're also not paying attention to the fact that the line behind you is now exponentially longer because people aren't using that lane up to the end. No, I understand that for sure. But here's the thing. It's, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, relative. It's, it's not really relative because here's the thing. When... The traffic in the original two lanes on the right lane that you're supposed to be in, those puppies, we just started cruising, dude, which then behind those people, they got the message because I had my arm out the window just going like this, like point and like get over. People started getting over. And then the the people in front of me, as we start cruising 50, 60 miles an hour, it was just good, dude. It was like it was like when uh it was like if somebody um, was going to have a heart attack because they have blockage in their veins. Uh, we blew right through that. No heart attack happened. I think, okay, I understand. <laughs> I really do. I mean, as twisted and wrong as this all is, because <laughs> you've suggested this. So basically when it says, hey, three miles from now, get over, you're saying right then everybody should get over. I just think that, yeah, number one, if they weren't on their phones, they'd see the sign. Number two, if they had decency. Then they would be like, "Okay, I will. I will get over them. I'll get over. The, I'll get over now." And we'd all be cruising because the people yeah. slow down because these people cruise up in that left lane all the way to the front, and then they slam on the brakes as they're like, "Cause it, it's a chick in my head. It's a chick. It's like a younger chick, and she's like, gets all the way up to the front. And she's like, what I do? Um, well, we're not here to help you. You should have just got over when you had a chance, man. I don't know, man. I think that if people in general just kept more space between their car and the vehicle in front of them, yes, and the in the lane in the true. lane that is that they're merging into, you then the zipper then you can have the best of both worlds because 
The people who are getting over don't even have to break. They just get over right at the end of the lane that is being closed. Now, that's a dream dream world because no no one will do that. No yeah. one will do that. So uh, basically what we have here is your opinion and mine. We are absolutely polar opposites at this let's, point. Let's start, let's start two political parties and take over the entire country. Anti and pro zipper merge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying that the case study worked, though. People were people were happy. Okay. Now let me ask you this: Were you? Um, uh, well, they were happy where you were. Maybe not the back of the line. Were you? Uh, did you have a dumpster at the time? Were you actually towing a dumpster? No, I was going home in my in my personal vehicle. Okay, personal vehicle. Okay. Have you ever blocked why you've been driving a dumpster diver's vehicle? Um, I I flirted with the idea like last week and kind of like got over like a little bit but then i was like well i guess i am in the company vehicle and blah 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 but then like later at night i was like still fuck them you know what i mean like well i want you to do it i want you to do it because the reason why is because the people that are driving they don't know that the number on the side of the vehicle is going to cause your phone in the car to ring so then you pick it up and they say, yeah, I want to report dumpster divers. And then you say, yeah, that's me. Go fuck yourself. And then you yeah. hang up on them. We sit, we've had that actually happen. Kind of. We've kind of had that situation happen one time. So here's the thing. Uh, we drive it, with the truck that I drive. We have a phone that's put on like it's suction cups to the uh, sure. windshield wiper. And that's where we do the GPS to like get to where we need to go. Anyways, so I reached up there um, because they had gotten off track and pressed like the recenter button or whatever, so I could see where my thing was. And like, I guess this dude in the semi, uh, like next to me. I mean, this guy was like a Civil War vet. I mean, this guy was pushing. <laughs> he was pushing the legal limits of driving. You know what I mean? And he called because he and I didn't have the phone at the time. The uh, Emilio had the business phone, and so he called and was like. Oh, you should tell your drivers uh, not to be texting and driving, and blah blah. They're gonna kill somebody, blah blah blah, and like all this stuff. And so then, like later, me and Amelia were talking about it. He was like, "Yeah, this guy called, blah blah." And I was like, "Wait," I was like, "Was it a really old dude in, in a semi?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Dude, that guy was more dangerous than me." Because I looked, and he started honking his horn and like yeah. opened up his window and put both of his hands out the window like that. <laughs> I'm like, you guys texting and driving? You threw your hands out the window like that? Oh God! I I tell you, I would I would love that up uh, that uh, story of because that's going to happen one day, and invariably it's going to happen. Now, I imagine that if you actually did legitimately cut someone off or did something that's not good, you would be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." But I, I imagine if the right person calls, you might actually tell them to go uh, to go f themselves. Yeah, to be honest with you, like one of my big things, and you can ask Amelia. We need to get Amelia in here one time. Um, but like. I'm totally cool with admitting when I'm wrong because it yeah. happens all the time. And like, I don't even like, I'm not one of those people that are like, will like try to lie their way out of a situation to always stay in the right. Cause I'm like, if you do something wrong and you just, you're like, ah, fucked up. And like, people are generally like, cool. You know what I mean? So sure. that's just how I live my life. So yeah, if I did something bad and somebody called me, I'd be like, you know what? It's me. And I fucked up. Um, but it just, I just, when I drive those big ass death machines, I drive, mm-hmm. I pretty much don't break any laws. I mean, I'm not running reds in a dumpster diver's truck. Yeah. That's for sure. Let me ask you something. Have you ever seen one of these before? Pocky one, one chip challenge. Do you remember the oh, one chip man, challenge? I a ga- at a gas station. Okay. I didn't eat one. Are you going to eat one? I have eaten this uh, a, year, a year ago. Now let me, and I don't know this, this might be up your alley. It might not. 
But I know you like to do a lot of these fun videos. I do. Uh, on, on the Dumpster Divers Facebook page. Okay. Um, at, on the end of the box, it says, this chip will destroy you. And it really did. It, was, <laughs> I, it felt like I was eating something that was like poison. Okay. It was that bad. And um, it was extremely painful. But that was just the beginning. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, intense pain. Like, I'm worried type of pain. And then, like half an hour after, I started to violently vomit. Oh, like, yes. Like intense pain in my gut, like something was in there really foreign and bad. Okay. Just your stomach going, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And I started to violently throw up for the whole night. It was, it was a disaster. So uh, this was sent to me by one of my beloved friends, Patriot Nick, listener, of course. And uh, he says, let's do it again because he had done it too, but he's much more of a man than I am. Because after you eat it, you're supposed to drink uh, like whole half and half or something like that to like quell the pain. And that works a little bit, but only for a short amount of time. Nick, for like an hour or two, didn't eat anything or drink anything. So, I mean, I don't know how he managed that. But he brought. I bring this up because he sent it to me. He wants me to do it again, and I won't. I'm not going to do it. They're just going to sit here. If you want this, I will give this to you. Man. Here's the but thing. I, I'm telling you, I don't. I I do not recommend this. Spiritually, I don't like hot. I, I don't like spicy stuff that much. Like in my spirit, in my in deep within my essence. Because here's like I like to. I'm like I like to taste stuff. That's why I'm so big into chocolate. Like I just love to taste the stuff. And when you get heat stuff like that, it's just not fun. You know what I mean? Like what you just described just sounds like terror. To okay. Me. Good. I'm glad you said that. I don't want you to do this. Uh, this is beyond. <laughs> oh my God! This isn't. This isn't even. This goes way beyond hot. You can't even call it hot. You have to call it dangerous. Right. Uh, absurd. It's like that. The back. There's a warning, and this is not like snarky. The the warning that says, "Do not eat if you are sensitive to spicy foods, allergic to peppers, nightshades, or capsaicin, or are pregnant, or have any medical conditions." Keep out of reach of children. This is what you put like for a gun. Keep out After, of children. Is yeah, keep out, it? <laughs> it's, it's a key. Keep out of reach of children. Oh, okay. Uh, after touching the chip, wash your hands with soap and water. Do not touch your eyes or other sensitive areas. If you touch your wiener, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's a uh, And that's a seek medical assistance should you experience difficulty breathing, fainting, or extended nausea. I should have called the doctor. You should have called the cops, dude. Is what you should have done. <laughs> So that's fucking, That's a hate crime in a box right there. Emilio, so uh, I was going to show you that video of me telling him that you thought he was black, um, which was hilarious. Um, but like I said, he's not. He's Hispanic, right? So I'll go over and hang out with his fam and stuff. And his mom will make, she makes this green sauce, um, you know, which like you dip shit yeah. in. Like you deep, oh, dude. It's so it's so hot. Like I can do if I have like a full carne asada, like just a nice full taco. Yeah. I'm doing like two drops. Yeah. And like, but Emilio, here's the funny thing. Emilio will he'll put it all over the whole taco and he'll eat it and be sweating bullets. And he, even he is like, this is hot. So I'm a two drop. I'm a two yeah. dropper on that one. I'm with you, man. That's not fun. That's that's not enjoy. I like to enjoy the food. I don't want to have to like uh uh you know uh fight my way through it because it's so devastating that's 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 ridiculous 
Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, you know, if if Kyle if Kyle Tiller, I'm Kyle Tiller. Um, if if I run for president in 2028, that'll be my uh, one of my platforms is if you're gonna do the zipper merge and you're gonna drive all the way down the left lane, you get one of those chips handed to you like right before you merge, and you gotta eat it right then and there. It's uh, the yeah, current, it's the criminal justice system. <laughs> Kyle, uh, is, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Oh, man, I did have something, um, some other stuff. Wait, what was I just going to say? The coffee pissed me off. I know we talked about that. Wait, there was something else, dude. Um, <laughs> what was it? We talked about, the chi- talked about the child's penis. We talked about the zipper merge. Talked Always about good, you and I got in trouble, and the boss told us to shut up. And we talked about Emilio not being black. Uh, I do this all the time. In fact, I did it at the start of the show today. I forgot what the hell I was going to say. You know, the um, seriously, when I did stand-up comedy back then, I'm going to do it again eventually. By the way, I'm going to tell you guys when I'm going to do it again so you guys can come check it out. But here's the thing. I would forget all the time. So I was I eventually just gave up on like trying to be like a, like a professional comedian. So I would just bring up a piece of paper with me and just like, with the jokes on them and just be like, oh, what you, you know what I mean? And just look at it. Why would you do that? What do you, what? Why would you it's, do that? It's part of the effect. You just tell people you're not a good comedian and that's why you're doing <laughs> it. And then they, they think it's part of the shtick. So did you do okay when they would do that? I mean. Oh yeah. It just, it became my thing. Like half of my comedy routine is te- like telling people that like the joke is that I'm not, should not be doing comedy. Like that's the. That's the thing. It worked for me. I didn't have any, I didn't have any good characters, but it how old how old were you when you started in comedy? Oh man, I entered a competition when I was at Grand Valley. Like they had like a it was I never seen anything like it. It was like a stand up routine, like or I mean a stand up competition. So it was like me against all these other college people, and we right. were all terrible. I mean, it was my it was my first time. I did actually have a pretty good a pretty good opener. Um, I wrapped up like a bunch of boxes and like, like Christmas present wrapping. Yeah. And then I walked onto the stage and I had a red leather jacket on for some stupid reason. Um, but I walked out there with the boxes and I just held them in my hand and I just like stared at the crowd. And then I looked at the presents and I stared and I, I go, yeah, I told my dad I was doing this and he told me to bring my stage presence. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Oh, <laughs> and then for I just, God's sake. I know. Then uh, I just threw the presence. People liked it, dude. Ah, uh, Jesus. I was like 21 though, so you know, you're not you're not very good when you're 21. Yeah. Anything. If you if you did the stage presence bit, I would have walked out and I was there. I'd have walked out. I said, "Fuck this punk." And that's the end of it. It got better. It got better over time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Seriously, when, like when I've watched that performance. It's on YouTube somewhere, and oh. I watch it, and I just I want to. I just want to hurt myself a little bit. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You've been. I don't know. I've been checking out the comments. Justice is saying, "Tell him your method." I believe you once said that you love the zipper merge so much that you'll ride the lane to the end and even take out some of the cones. That's true. Kyle, yes, Kyle and I know that we are uh, absolutely opposed. In uh, in this entire uh, uh, scenario here, we're we're just uh, uh, all know, right. Just, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was say, you know, it's I've always wondered this, and I just thought about it right now. Once you talked about the cones, uh, you ever wonder like where do they keep those things? Like when they're not in use? Because I know, I know that. I know, I know where. Yes, where? I have that answer. There is a business, uh, a contracted business. This guy who I met him, he owns a company called 
give them a break safety. Okay. You'll notice on the signs and on the, uh, and on the cones, you'll see, give them a break yeah. safety. Yeah. Okay. It is a, that. it's a local business. This guy, he's a multimillionaire because he bought all of this shit safety equipment. And then the cities don't have to own it or pay for it. And they just contract him or, and they don't have to store it. They contract him. He's got a massive warehouse of orange fucking barrels. That's what I'm wondering. Cause you know, like some of those construct, I mean, they're like 10 miles long. You know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah. I mean, I just want to see it. I want to, I want to know this guy. I want to be friends with him and I want him to let me go into the warehouse and look at it. Cause right. just like the sheer amount of cones would be mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of cones. I'd want to see that too. Uh, uh, Kyle, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. You are the best. And, uh, I want you to have a safe day on the roads, uh, doing the stupid, uh, blocking of the, of the roadways and you'll be, I won't do it no more. I hey, might do it, but I won't do I'll it. Tell you no what, if people see you out on the roads or they're to honk at you and wave, because it's either going to be you or, or your, uh, not black friend, Emilio, correct? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Do that guys. If you, if you see us out there, give us a honk. If it's me, I'll be, I'll hit you with one of these like, Hey dude. Um, sometimes I'm not paying attention but that's just because i'm jamming or thinking of stupid stuff in my head uh and if you ever want to reach the boys and uh, uh get a dumpster uh you call up dumpster divers or text 616-375-9962 correct that is correct that is soup and also pretty soon i i shouldn't say this actually because this is not good business technique but we are about to unveil uh software where people can book the dumpsters themselves and don't have the t- just online put do everything online don't even talk to us Oh, well, you know, soon, I, you know, I don't know if the ladies will want that because I am discovering by looking at some of the comments of our lady viewers slash listeners that you are uh, looked at very fondly with fond eyes by the amazing ladies that support this show. Well, I mean, I, I, f- I do feel I do sometimes feel like I have like the Will Ferrell and the other guys effect. Uh, you've seen this. You've seen this flick. Uh, I have not seen that. No, watch it tonight. I'll tell your wife, you're like we're watching the movie. Um, but here, I, I, it's like in the movie, he's just like an ugly dude that, but all the ladies love him, and that's how I feel about myself. I, I feel like I'm a weird looking dude, but no, no, you're 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 a handsome fella, and you got charm and charisma. You're you're having a good spirit. You are uh, Mrs. Mrs. Dumpster is uh, is is really really happy, no doubt, because she has such a sweet soul. I do tell a lot of jokes at home, so I feel like she probably does have a good time. All right. Well, t- and by the way, tell Mrs. Dumpster that I wanted to be. A, that's not a flattering name, but tell Mrs. Dumpster that I we did obey the rules and uh, I didn't want to. I'm sorry if I caused her any uh, consternation from uh, previous podcasts. We are just super good. Everything's super chill. <laughs> All right. Very good, buddy. I will talk to you very soon. Okay. Zipper merge. See you later. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, that is uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Another fantastic appearance on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, very cool. Can't go wrong with Kyle. I can just imagine him doing some type of stand-up comedy, maybe at one of uh, the full house comedy venues with our pal Big Dick Donnie from Back Alley Comedy Club, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, a little later on. 
Well, uh, it has been an hour and uh, thirty some minutes of fun, and I I have to tinkle. I gotta tinkle. By the way, on the Patreon yesterday, I busted out only rock and roll uh, by the Rolling Stones, and it was flawless. So there you go. I will uh, throw this at you right now, though. That took me way too long. Way too long. Sorry, I was reading. Thank you, Chastity. I'm going to read this now. Okay, this is... Uh, look out, Daisy. I don't want to hit you. <clears throat> this is a little bit more about the... Um, actually, hold that thought. I'm going to read this a little bit more about the uh, Nirvana thing that I find very interesting that I have to add. It's kind of like a footnote. There's a lot more to it. Uh, I see pictures... Of uh, Sam's adorable new baby. My God. Very healthy looking child. Fantastic. Adorable. Thank you so much, Sam, for sending those along. Glad everybody's doing great. Haven't yet heard from Daniel Vander Dutch. Got to get that guy on. Holy shit, was that incredible. Uh, But first of all, I do want to mention my friends over at Prince Arming. The multi-talented... Steve Prince, hard at work, trying to get as many people as he can certified to carry their pistol concealed. Okay? Super important. The next class in beautiful uh, West Michigan happens in Allendale Charter Township. Boy, that's going to be sold out with all those rednecks there. Thursday, September 23rd, 5.30 p.m. If you want more information about this, you go to princearming.com or just click on the Prince Arming logo at ericsaintshow.com. It's actually a two-day class. Take the first class Thursday, September 23rd, 5.30 p.m. And then Saturday morning, the following Saturday morning, two days later, you finish up the class. That's it, man. Cost you 125 bucks. You don't even need to own a pistol. Just go. Sign up. Where I, how I told you to sign up. And then you take the class. Then, you know, you're going to get some range time practicing with various pistols that you can just borrow or rent while you're there. Give them a few bucks and just, you know, pay for the ammo. And uh, then you're like, boy, you know, I really like this gun. or I I really like this gun. And then you can get an idea of some of the pistols that you might want to buy on your own. And then you go and you uh, get your pistol license. All the while, you buy a pistol, do the necessary things. You know, the background check here and there in the great state of Michigan. There are a few rules in place to make that happen this isn't like south carolina where basically all you need is a hand you know uh it it depends on on what state you live in but in michigan here there's some rules in place anyway get your damn pistol license and carry that thing concealed don't be like one of these fucking tough guys uh walking around mire with their gun on their hip you look like a fuckhead and everybody hates your guts Hide your gun. You're a target, idiot. It takes you, it's fucking a handful of hours to get a pistol license. Take the time and go get it. No, man, I want to show everybody that I got a small cock because I've got my pistol on my hip. Open carry for life, man. Open carry, you fucking bastards. Bunch of idiots. Open carry. Yeah, man, it shows that we're we're our fucking God-given right to bear arms. It shows it, man. Idiot. 
Meanwhile, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Get a mortgage from anywhere in the U.S. With the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. Uh, call up Mario, and he will help you navigate this process. If your credit score is awesome, this is going to be easy. If it stinks, it's going to take a little effort. And uh, you, know, you might not get the best loan, but you will be paying on something that is yours instead of paying it to some stupid landlord. And then as you pay on time, your credit score improves. Mario will help you with everything. Call him, 231-332-6505. I will be live at the John Ball Park Zoo on Saturday with Gift of Life Michigan. Those great folks have uh, uh, asked me to be the MC, their master of ceremonies for their virtual event coming up. You, I'll be uh, posting about it so you'll be able to see it all. You'll see me hanging out with the animals, trying to raise money for Gift of Life, an amazing organization that works to make it so easy for people to uh, uh, get donated organs into those that need it. Can you imagine having a loved one who's just hanging on for dear life because they have uh, kidney failure or their their heart is uh, is getting ready to, to tucker out because it just can't take it anymore and they're on the list and then boom they get the note we've got a donor and then you you rush uh, uh, that that loved one to whatever facility and then it very quickly they prep for surgery and boom uh, a new organ and then you have the gift of life they live for extended time. Because some very, very sweet, noble soul decided to donate their organs in the event of an untimely passing. That's what Gift of Life Michigan is all about. Okay? If, if you would, if you're within the sound of my voice, be a hero. Okay? And go to ericsaintshow.com, click where it says Gift of Life Michigan, and then just fill out the information. And then you're in the reg- in the registry in the event that something, you know, weird happens to you. And, uh, you know, you end up taking a damn dirt nap. Uh, you will be saving up to eight lives with the organs that you have that you cannot take with you. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan. Online at giftoflifemichigan.com. Or just, as I said, go to ericsaintshow.com and uh, click right there. Cannot miss it. Okay, uh, real quick, a couple of bits of information. I did finally take a look at the link that Chastity sent about the uh, Nirvana uh, album cover. Eldon is asking for at least $150,000 from each of the defendants. So that's a lot. Original drummer Chad Channing is even named as a defendant. Even though he had already been replaced by Dave Grohl in 1990. Well before this photo was shot. Here's the story behind it. Kurt Cobain had uh, watched a documentary about babies being born underwater. And quote, thought the image would make a cool cover. The vision was a bit too graphic, so he went with the swimming baby instead. The photographer took the pictures in an Olympic-sized pool at the Pasadena Aquatic Center in California. The uh, photographer took a series of, this is according to the attorney for um, Spencer Eldon. The photographer uh, 
I don't know his first name. Last name is Waddell. Um, hold on a second. Eldon is asking for at least $150,000 from each of the defendants. Also asking Heather Perry, managers of Cobain's estate, photographer Kirk Waddell, art director Robert Fisher, and a number of existing or defunct rec record companies. So Robert Fisher is the art director. Kirk Waddell is the photographer. Waddell took a series of sexually graphic nude photographs of Spencer, the suit says, to ensure the album cover would trigger a visceral sexual response from the viewer. Because uh, in order to do that, Waddell activated Spencer's gag reflex before throwing him underwater. What? In poses highlighting and emphasizing Spencer's exposed genitals. Well, how, wait. I'm going to read that again. The sentence, Waddell took a series of sexually graphic nude photographs of Spencer. Okay, I guess so. I guess that's sexually graphic. I mean, it's, it's nudity. I don't know if you could say it's sexually graphic. I mean, it's not like the kid's got a hard on and he's having sex with a fucking gopher. To ensure the album cover would trigger a visceral sexual response from the viewer, Waddell activated the baby's gag reflex. I, that's where I get lost. So if you activate the child, first of all, how do you activate the child's gag reflex? Do you have to stick your dick in the kid's mouth? I know that's how I do it with Diana. <laughs> I can't even get behind that. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Andrea's like, oh, yeah, I, can, I know what the fuck that's all about. But it says so. It's just to ensure that cover would trigger a visceral sexual response from the viewer. I don't think there's you got to be a real fucking animal to have a any type of visceral sexual response to a kid's nude dick. So he says that he activated Spencer's gag reflex before throwing him underwater in poses, highlighting and emphasizing Spencer's exposed genitals. This is stupid. Wendell produced these sexually graphic images with the goal of enhancing and increasing the commercial success of Nirvana. Well, all right. Yeah, he's shooting an album cover. <clears throat> the album was selling about 300,000 copies a week. Wow. When it reached number one in the U.S. Billboard 200 in early 1992. The album with classic Smell Like Teen Spirit and Come As You Are has spent at least 335 total weeks on the Billboard 200. It's going to skyrocket again because of this. I can tell you that right now. In fact, I might even start to like it because of this. I always thought that entire album was shit. The cover image did receive pushback at the time, at which Cobain agreed to release the album with a sticker over the kid's dick and said, if you're offended by this, you must be a closet pedophile. Been a lot of talk about pedophiles on the Eric Zane Show podcast this week. By the way, I know my glasses are crooked. These are $3 readers from mobile, so shut up. 
The sticker, however, was not never incorporated into the album cover, the lawsuit said. As a result, Eldon, quote, has been and will continue to suffer personal injury and permanent harm, including extreme and permanent emotional distress with physical manifestations, interference with his normal development and educational progress, lifelong loss of income, earning capacity, loss of past and future wages, past and future expenses for medical and psychological treatment, loss of enjoyment of life, and other losses, according to the suit. This is... God, I can't imagine a judge wouldn't be cracking up while hearing this, knowing how he has so embraced this for years. Neither Eldon nor his guardians signed a release authorizing the use of the image, according to the suit. The family was paid $250, according to an old article from 1992's Entertainment Weekly. In 2008, Spencer's dad, Rick, uh, recited the tale of what happened. He said that his friend, the photographer, Waddell, quote, called us up and was like, hey, Rick, you want to make 200 bucks and throw Spencer in the pool? The dad recalled, yeah, what's up? And he's like, well, I'm shooting kids all this week. Why don't you meet me at the Rose Bowl Aquatic Center, throw, throw Spencer in the, in the pool, and uh, we just had a big party, and no one had any idea what was going on. So according to the dad, he was not aware that this was being shot for an album cover. Okay, now all silliness aside with Spencer saying that this has hurt him, he might have something here. The NPR story went on to say that the family did not think more about it, and then three months later, they see a massive blow-up of the cover on the Tower Records wall on Sunset Boulevard. That would be a trip. You're like, wait a minute. What is going on here? Two months later, according to the article, Geffen, Re- Geffen Records sent one-year-old Spencer Eldon a platinum album and a teddy bear. NBCNews.com continues by talking about how Eldon repeatedly recreated the pose as a teenager and adult. What we talked about, diving into the pool to pose while we're in sim- uh, swim trucks. Swim trunks on the 10th, 17th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries of the album's release. He has expressed mixed feelings in the past. Uh, Until now, though, despite his ongoing ambivalence about the photo's legacy, he had never described it as pornography. He has tried to get a hold of Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic on a friendly basis, but never got a reply well that's kind of shitty you know if you think about it if this kid ever you know even uh, as he's growing up if you reached out to uh, dave grohl and chris novoselic well maybe he uh you know maybe you reached out to him and got lost in the mail i don't know i mean these guys get a lot of mail but i mean if i'm dave grohl or chris novoselic I, I i would love to talk to this guy grohl especially fuck dave grohl would probably bring him on stage and make him play with the band or i don't know show his dick to everybody in the front row or maybe get a hand job you know how Dave Grohl is. He's always bringing fucking weirdos on stage. Nova Selleck, I think that guy's a hermit. I think he's living in, like, uh, uh, you know, complete isolation. The last time I saw anything uh, by Chris Nova Selleck, I think he was, what is the name of that um, documentary? Sound City? Is that it? Is that what it's called? I don't want to get into it. Bad reference. Can barely remember it. 
Music City, Sound City, about that fame place where they make all those great albums. I don't know. Uh, talked about how Eldon in 2016 wanted to be nude when he did the shot. Uh, correction. According to the article, previous version of this article misstated how many babies were cast for the Nevermind photo shoot. Entertainment Weekly reported that four babies, not three, were cast in addition to Spencer Eldon. Well, that's not a big correction. Who cares? He might have a case, but he's kind of a fucking putz. Shit. He's looking for $150,000 for any of those people. Well, if they got it, just give it to him. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna come back to you because the uh, the album's gonna sell like crazy all over again. The amount of amazing downloads would be just incredible. Hang on, I'm running out of gas here. I need some water. All right. Actually, I'm gonna wrap this up. Two hours is all I'm gonna give you. Because then I still got to do that uh, Patreon bonus podcast, which I cannot wait to get into because Scott Peterson is in the news. Okay. Let me just tell you this. On the Patreon today, I am going to get into the legal defense uh, being uh, raised on behalf of convicted uh, wife and baby murderer Scott Peterson, who however many years ago, I think it was about the time that the fucking Nirvana album came out. It might have been a little later than that. He uh, murdered Lacey and the unborn baby. And, uh, oh, God. And then he, like, took off to Mexico. His sister-in-law says, oh, no. I've got the wild card that's going to free Scott. Ugh. This, if, if this works, this is going to be a bigger technicality than what got, uh, okay, Bill Cosby would be watching this story, and he'd say, man, that's a fucking bullshit technicality. That's how stupid this is. So I'm going to get into that on the Patreon bonus podcast coming up in an hour. I also want to talk about a brand new way to help drug addicts in California. And it sounds so ridiculous, but when I then read into what they're doing, I kind of went, oh, maybe. There's a huge problem there. You walk around any anywhere in Southern California, it's like, ugh. It's an unbelievable population of homeless drug addicts. It is out of control. Shit. That's what Diana and I did to pass the time. Okay? We had a uh, really, really emotional moment after the kidney donation, and there was nothing to do but uh, go for walks. I've got this huge gash in my belly, and they said, ah, just no matter what happens, keep walking. So all we would do was go around and make friends with the homeless people. It was like Eric Zane Show podcast, Homeless, uh, Save the Homeless Tour. So we'd go around with like $5 bills and give them to homeless people. Hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm going to go use this, this to go get a burrito. Next thing you know, they're shooting up. Then we figured out, this is bad. Let's just ask them if they want something to eat. And it turns out, they were. So, oh, yeah. Can I have $5? No. But we'll head over to the, we're going to head over to the store. You want anything to eat? Yeah, man, I can do it. Can you give me the fried chicken and mac and cheese? All right. 
So I really want to help your business. Totally changing gears here. And, uh, you know, I've continued to uh, be able to put marketing plans on the Eric Zane Show podcast for my clients. They're all there behind me. Fuck, that asshole that I was in a fight with on Reddit, he goes, yeah, why don't you sit there and arrange your signs on your stupid, pathetic show? Like, dude, I've been able to sit at home for the past uh, three years talking about how stupid fucking idiots like you are. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's that bad of a gig. I'm pretty happy with it. You know? I don't have any fucking stupid shit to bog me down. I don't have to worry about uh, uh, being disgusted with myself. Uh, by doing Ask Amy segments and uh, other horse shit like that. I don't have anybody that can get in the way of my rants with shitty jokes and not being able to speak appropriately. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. So I want to put your business on the Eric Zane Show podcast, and it's very simple. All you have to do is reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and I will tell you how it works. And I really do well with people that don't have gigantic budgets. Because my reach goes as far as any radio show. But at the end of the day, it's still a podcast. Okay? So you don't have to pay the amount of money that you would pay to be heard on the radio or TV or uh, internet ads or shitty Facebook ads or whatever. Uh Reach out to me, eric at ericsenshow.com, and I will tell you how it works. Okay. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, they've been around for a long time. On this very show, thank you to that crew over there, and that's E-R-V-I-N-E-S, irvines.com. If you are in West Michigan and you need a trusted source to repair your car, call upon them. Any domestic Asian, European model, uh, of course, electric and hybrid vehicles. They do just about everything. The only thing that's not in their wheelhouse are Volkswagens. Okay. Otherwise, they can fix it. They have an amazing staff of highly educated techs who are constantly going through updates on what they need to know about the changing landscape of fixing your automobile. Irvines.com. Check out the Google reviews. An unbelievably strong rating. In a tough business, man. I tell you what, forget big mouth guy on podcast talking about how great they are. Look at their clients, and I am one of them, who love them. And I've said this before, whenever they get one that's like not quite that great of a rating, they, they jump right in and say, all right, tell us what happened, and we'll tell you what's going on there, and we want to make sure you're happy, so let's get this taken care of. We would love to help you. They're that worried about it. That's who you want fixing your car, for crying out loud. You can reach them, 616-532-6600. All right, we're in kind of a weird spot when it comes to buying cars right now. All across this great land, uh, new cars are parked, and it's they, they don't move because the uh, microchips or the silicone chips, to make them, you know, go... There's a shortage of them. I didn't even know anything about this till recently that uh, a car, you have a car, it comes off the line, but it's got to have this uh, silicone chip in it in order to make it do what you want it to do. And there's a shortage of those. So, so the cars get made and then the last step, the chip, not available. So you've got a, uh, an abundance of cars that are made that won't go. This is absolutely a thing. You can look it up. 
So until the industry catches up, a lot of these uh, dealers have um, cars on lots that you can't really buy. And that's across the board. doesn't matter where you go. However, because Sarah Honda Granville has an enormous campus where the use, where the new cars are and the certified pre-owned cars are and the used cars are and the budget cars are, you can get a car. It's a weird market right now. Still, they're actively selling right now at Sarah Honda Granville. Go online, sarahondagranville.com, and check out the selection or go in person. When you go there, say hello to uh, Thad or Cameron and say, Eric Zane sent me. He loves you guys. Thank you so much for being part of his podcast. sarahondagranville.com, S-E-R-R-A, sarahondagranville.com. All right, last but not least, on the sponsors for uh, today's show. Uh, a full weekend at Full House Comedy with, of course, John Heffron and John Reap. Tonight, Park Theater, you got two winners of Last Comic uh, Standing. If you're in the Holland area, go see the show tonight. John Heffron, John Reap. You've got tonight two shows, seven and nine. When you go to fullhousecomedy.com, okay, that's what Back Alley Comedy Club is known as these days, fullhousecomedy.com. And then uh, right when you get to that page, you uh, click on Upcoming Events. Click here. It's, it's right there. And then there you are. They're all laid out. Uh, once you click on each individual date, there's an event bright link. Click on that. You buy the tickets right there. Heffron and Reap are 25 bucks a pop for all these shows. Uh, tomorrow, Rockford Lanes. And then Saturday, they're going to be in Muskegon at Back Alley Comedy Club, part of Sherman Bowling Center. There you go. A full week of comedy with these two amazing comics, John Heffron and John Reap, and you're putting money in Big Dick Donnie's pocket from Back Alley Comedy Club, Full House Comedy, who has been just put through the ringer this past year and still is slugging it out and swinging for the fences like you wouldn't believe because September's going to be awesome. Mitch Fatel's coming. Eddie Griffin is coming. Ryan O'Flanagan, not to mention Billy Wayne Davidson, Craig Shoemaker, or Schumacher, Logan Gunselman. Mick Foley is going to be at the Pyramid Scheme at the end of September. I can't wait to get Mick on. Mick is an awesome uh, talent for spoken word. That's one of the reasons why he was that good at uh, uh, being a WWE talent. His personality, what he does with his words is awesome. You're going to love Mick Foley. I might even try to get him in here to the podcast physically so that I can make breakfast or lunch for him like I did with that dude from Breaking Bad. What was his name again? Uh, Gomi. He played Gomi. Who played Gomez? I got I to gotta know now. Who was Gomez on Breaking Bad? What was his name? Who was Gomi? Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Stephen Michael Quezada. That's the guy. It's time to make the asshole of the day. Yeah. Thank you, Martin. You had Quezada. Uh, let's see. Josh says Peterson murdered his wife. Andrea Yates. 
No, he didn't. Murdered her five kids three years prior. Casey Anthony, another monster, is who comes to mind. And then you're right. Don't mind me. I'm dumb. I have to sign up for Patreon. Yeah, Andrea Yates is a totally different scumbag. She killed her kids. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Peterson murdered his wife. Yates murdered her five kids. I don't know. I don't want to talk about any more dead kids. All right. Uh, the asshole of the day yesterday was the Reddit pussies, specifically the one guy. I forget what he goes by. Underscore WSJ. I don't know. I, I forget. Man, if I were that guy, I would have said, yeah, I want to go on there. And I bet you, I, I will bet you that if that guy came on here, I could have. we could have been friends by the end of it. Uh, I don't know what the fuck got up his ass, but I'm not going to sit there and be your fucking punching bag on this stupid fucking platform. And that and I said that goes for any one of you fucking pieces of shit. Uh, what's the guy's name? Doesn't matter. Nirvana. All right, a lot, a lot of letters here. Uh, asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Sunday's the big day. We have four, five, six, seven, eight scholarships awarded. Very kind. All of you, Patriot Nick, Terry, Adam, uh, all donating for scholarships for people who want to play. They're all accounted for right now, but I still want you to play paintball. I'm working on Ben. That's what I forgot to ask Ben, if he's going to be at Paintball. Uh, Ben, you play free. My son, I'm trying to get my son there for Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com. And then JM Synthetics. Uh, I love the fact that they are on the show. Go to JMSynthetics.com, pick out what you want, and then call Jason. 616-747-0233. And order your Amsoil. The Nirvana penis baby douche is your asshole of the day. Without a doubt. I was going to make it that jerk on Reddit, but I'm not pissed anymore. I'm over it, you know? And besides, uh, Reddit pussies were assholes of the day yesterday, and I don't want to make it seem like it's eating me up inside, for God's sake. But, man, I was pissed yesterday. Holy shit. All right. There you go. Uh... Asshole today, Jason writes, people who commit traffic crimes because they are pussies and don't want to drive smart. Jason Schaefer is staunchly opposed to Kyle's uh, anti-zipper move uh, that he has demonstrated time and time again. I'm with you, Jason. I think he's all wrong on that. I want to thank you for taking the time to be part of the Eric St. Show podcast. On Patreon in just a moment. Well, a handful of moments to see you at 11 o'clock on Patreon. Sign up. It's the Eric Zane Show Patreon probation. Sign up for just one month and give me a chance. If you like it, then you know you got more to listen to. If you don't like it, you're only out five or ten bucks and you can say you tried and you're really helping out the show, helping the show grow. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, that's it. 
I'm done selling shit. I'm done talking. I'm going to take a break. Back with you at 11 a.m. on Patreon. Till next time, thank you, folks. Bye-bye. 